fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program, the pre-Friday celebration, your first full week back after the holiday. I know it's kind of hard. You're probably getting tired. You're lagging just a little bit. I am here, my friends, to save it. Try and get you uh, amped up, excited, ready to go, at least for the afternoon, so that way you can do it all over again tomorrow for a Friday. That's what we're here for each and every day. Welcome into the program. It is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live. Out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. All over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. Good show today. we got a lot to get to. We have a lot to talk about, as usual. We have Mike Collins. He is a congressional candidate out of the state of Georgia. He is a truck driver running for Congress, and he'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the truck driver shortage. We'll talk about the supply chain issues and more with the economy. So we'll get his thoughts and getting you set for the midterm elections. That's pretty exciting. I don't know if you're aware or not, but there are a lot of candidates out there that are non-politicians, just everyday you and I's, that are saying, I'm tired of this. I'm sick of it. We're going to make a change. We're going to make a difference. I think I'm going to run for office, whatever the office that is. What was it, Virginia, West Virginia? Uh, New Jersey, one of the states that had the election just a couple of weeks ago. Not only did we see a lot of Republicans win at the statewide levels uh, in those states, but also a truck driver had beat the Senate president, a Democrat Senate president in the state. I believe it was Virginia. Maybe it was New Jersey. I can't remember which one. Uh, ended up winning against the Senate president that had been there for years. Just a truck driver said, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm not going to do this anymore. We're going to make some changes. Ended up winning. Consequences have elections, good and bad. That was a good one because guess what? The Democrats didn't take them seriously, and it's kind of fun to watch them squirm when they end up losing to just average Joe Schmoes. They have no clue how to relate to. I mean, when you got to take classes on how to relate to your constituents, you know you have a serious issue. Welcome into the show. Live streaming, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. You can find us on our social media at Who's Your Reason. And I am really here right now. It's really me. It's not a recording. It's not a best of it's not a machine there i know that we're looking at this artificial intelligence thing and it continues to grow all the time in different industries we have the pizza making ones i've seen like vending machines now that like make pizzas on demand you little punch in whatever you want to the different toppings you want and then it sits there it makes it and then pops it out like a vending machine i know kind of exciting But I have to say, I am kind of glad of being in the radio industry because this is one industry where it's not going to get uh, recorded or get use artificial intelligence to replace me to a degree. There's a story out of Trusted.org that I find kind of interesting that apparently there's a radio station in California where they use this guy's voice to record as an artificial intelligence radio DJ as a robot. And the robot does the radio stuff, and it it sits there and talks and then throws it to the music and so on and so forth. 
I find it interesting because while they're making such a big deal out of it, that's called voice tracking. Now, talk radio is very difficult to do this unless we actually sit and record our entire show live to tape and then we play it back, which some do on occasion. A lot of your weekend programming, a little inside baseball for you, a lot of your weekend programming, not all of it, but some weekend programming across the nation is delayed taped, which means it sounds live, but you can't call in. You can't really do anything with it. You just listen to it and it's a host like myself that sits down and, and tapes it out. But they still have to do the work. It's whether they do it live at the time that it's actually airing on your local station, wherever it may be, or whether it's done at a different time and your station plays it at a separate time, or whether they don't even do it live anywhere and they just record it, they do the whole thing, and then they send it off and then the radio station in your market plays it at whatever time they want to, whenever it's convenient for them. It's called voice tracking. We've had it for years. But the nice thing about news talk radio and political talk radio is that you listen because you want to hear the opinion of the host. You want to hear their personality. You want to hear their stories. You want to hear the guests that they have on. At least I hope you do. That's what usually why you listen to talk radio is you feel a connection with the host. There, there is one thing that artificial intelligence is not going to be able to do, and that is have a conscious opinion about things and be able to give it in a very unique way. It's not gonna. It could regurgitate numbers. It could punch out things that we've put into it through a. Uh, mathematical formula and it could just regurgitate that's why they're worried about the quote-unquote god complex to where you punch in all of the known information to mankind into a single computer so if you ask it a question it comes out with some type of answer it can potentially do that but it still cannot think about the consciousness it cannot think about its own opinion in any way shape or form so i think my job is safe But I do find artificial intelligence and the way that AI is taking over a lot of the workforce really intriguing. Is it bad? Is it good? It's pros and cons. It's good and bad. I find some of it very convenient and very nice and very easy at the same time. When it's running out an entire industry work uh, uh, full of people, then it's a little concerning, is it not? If you're on the assembly line or if you're working in a factory or if you're working in fast food or in an entry-level position, what will be in the next 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 years when this becomes more prevalent, what will be the new entry-level position? And how far can you go? How hard will it be able to get into the workforce? How many jobs will not be available anymore that we have to find unique job opportunities for? Because data entry, that could go to the wayside. Entry level in a factory or in a fast food joint or in a restaurant, that could go to the white side. They could have a robot that literally walks around, like in, what is it, Rocky Three, walk around and hand you the plate of food and be like, there you go. And there you go. It's all done. You don't have to pay anybody. Which, conveniently enough, the Democrats and the government then try to find new ways to tax them because where they actually, this is actually happening now, they want to tax businesses when they buy some type of artificial intelligence or some type of machine that replaces humans. They want to tax them yearly on that machine because they're not paying income taxes anymore. They're not paying any income to the machine, so they would still have to pay a tax for using the machine every single year because, well, you're not going to get out of actually paying government taxes. I'm telling you, the government always finds new ways to try and uh, take advantage of the private sector because they don't want to lose that income in any way, shape, or form, which leads to what we're at today with inflation rates. Show of hands, how many people have been affected by the inflation going on across the nation? If you didn't raise your hand, then you're lying to me. Because inflation's hitting everybody, obviously, with the gas prices, with the grocery prices. I've heard, now correct me if I'm wrong, we have a lot of listeners in California. I've heard a rumor that that gallons of milk are like 7 bucks a gallon right now. I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard that. If you live in California, as we have a lot of listeners in California, send me an email. Who's your media network at gmail.com? 
what is the price of milk in California right now that you're buying? This is post-Thanksgiving, by the way, going into the holidays with Christmas and New Year, starting a whole new trend here. As according to Gallup, inflation causing hardship for 45% of U.S. households. I would say that is dramatically low because it's affecting everybody. Not 45%. Yes, it's causing hardship more so for some than others because those that are teetering on that line, I'm not on social programs. I don't need the social programs. I'm working my you-know-what off. I'm trying to make my living, trying to take care of my family. I'm on that teetering line. Oh, guess what? Now my gas budget just had to double for the month because I'm I'm driving the same, but now gas is really, really, really expensive. I had to almost double the grocery budget just to try and buy the same amount that what I was before because it's really expensive. Now I'm falling behind and I can't make it any longer. I can see those. And if that's what they're talking about, fine. But it's affecting everybody and it's causing hardship for everybody. I got to admit, my car has been in the shop for two weeks, two and a half weeks now. I've been driving the truck, which I usually don't because I like to drive the car for better gas mileage. Uh, My gas has doubled over the last two and a half weeks because I went from a car to a truck. And now, with how long this has taken for my car, I'm a little upset about it because by now, it would have cost less to take it to a different dealer to actually get the part actually fixed and done and paid for it as opposed to what I am right now where they tried to cut us a deal. I'll take care of it. Don't you worry drives me nuts so you got to find that happy balance but it's causing issues with everybody when you're spending 70 to 80 bucks to fill up on gas each and every time you know you have a serious problem now we ask the question why is inflation going up we've talked about it but let's break this down for a second we just passed a 1.5 trillion dollar infrastructure package did we need it it's up to you for for you to decide Do we need to spend on infrastructure? Some say nationally. Well, we absolutely have to. It started with Eisenhower, and we had to make the highways and the freeways across the nation, and it really makes things better, and it's easy to transport stuff. So, yeah, it's the government's duty to do so. I live in the state of Kansas. Our highways here are the third best in the entire nation, and we have an extremely expensive highway budget in the state and transportation department that spends a lot of money in our state. But we have some of the best highways, so I guess some try to validate it for that. I would say that... Okay, the states could do that. I'm not personally the biggest fan of the federal government spending money on infrastructure. If it was infrastructure and only infrastructure, then I could go along with it almost. Roads, bridges, and highways. That's it. Roads, bridges, and highways. That's it. End of story. I don't need rural broadband. That's not infrastructure. Do we need it? Sure, I need it. We live in rural communities. I live here in Kansas again. I have an agriculture community that's all around me. There's a lot of farmers and a lot of small towns that do not have internet access. Is that sad? Yes. Do they need access for it to be able to actually do their jobs and make it convenient for them to live and start businesses? Absolutely. Is it part of an infrastructure where the government needs to be doing this? I don't think it is. That again is, why, why is, I mean, this is the basic question, why is there no internet in certain areas like that? Because the internet companies haven't found it cost-effective to get the internet access out there and make it convenient for the small population that there is for them to cover the cost of expanding out to that area in that coverage. Makes sense. In a private, capitalist, laissez-faire, free market society, that makes complete sense. And in time... They will find a way to do it when it the costs of the building of the towers and the satellites and the routers and everything else that they do, all the lines they have to run, when that gets to be more cost-effective to do that, then that will be accessible. Until then, making the government force you to do it means that we're now charging higher rates because of it's out of the means of the consumer based on what the market demands. 
It's basic economics. It's basic common sense. But yet we're forcing this through this infrastructure package that we have. On the other front, we didn't have an issue like this before. And I'm talking now like supply chain issues based on infrastructure. But this was part of the argument that they used to pass the infrastructure bill. For example, Mitch Landrew, don't know if you've heard the name or not. He is the he's one of the senior advisors to Joe Biden, and he is the, I'm going to get this title, it's fantastic, he is the Senior Advisor and Infrastructure Implementation Coordinator. Yeah, they created a position just for him. The Infrastructure Implementation Coordinator. Apparently, you need a coordinator for the implementation of the infrastructure bill because it was so poorly written. We don't even know where the money's going. They just gave a lump sum of money for a generalized topic, and now they're like, all right, now we figure out where the money actually goes. Well, he came out in support of it, obviously, saying this. So you got to get stuff from the planes, the trains, um, and and to to the houses where people uh, want their stuff to be delivered, and that's why the president's focused a lot on the investments in in, in ports and airports, um, and actually plussed up the amount of money that's being sent to the ports on the west coast and across um, the country. So apparently, we needed the infrastructure bill because. The supply chain issues that we're having, the docks that couldn't load the boats, the unloading of the boats with all the cargo, the transportation of the cargo to the stores, the raw materials, all the goods that we have for Christmas, all of that was messed up and we couldn't do it because supply chain issues and infrastructure was so bad we couldn't ship it across the country unless we had this infrastructure bill. Now, prior to Biden getting into office, this was never an issue. But now it's an issue, and the only way to fix it is to spend a trillion dollars plus in order to fix the issue that was never there before he created the issue. Are you seeing a pattern here? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So you got to get stuff from the planes, the trains, um, and, and to, to the houses where people uh, want their stuff to be delivered. And that's why the president's focused a lot on the investments of, in, in ports and airports um, and actually plussed up the amount of money that's being sent to the ports on the West Coast and across the um, the country. I'm still trying to figure out how that makes sense. That's Mitchell Andrew. He's the senior advisor to Trump and the infrastructure implementation coordinator. By the way, senior advisor for all that. That's the SIIC man. He's the sick man. <laughs> He's the sick man because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, we've never had a problem with uh, the supply chain issues. We've never had a problem undocking things. We've never had a problem trying to ship things. We've never had a problem getting them to the stores. We've never had a problem with the raw materials transportation. I mean, we've had hiccups here and there a little bit, but we've never had it like this. We shut down the economy for COVID. We put everybody on social programs. Now that they're trying to come back, we kill off the small business. We start a wage war by saying that you deserve $15, $16, $17 an hour for a minimum wage. So don't take any job that doesn't offer anything like that. So we run out the, again, entry-level positions. The stuff doesn't happen. The truck drivers don't get stuff transported. We're not allowed to dock and unload the ships. Thank God for the state of Florida, as we talked about yesterday with Ron DeSantis, allowing the ships to go down there, get the truck drivers back in business, which there has been a shortage of truck drivers for a long time. Uh, COVID is not the thing that actually uh, caused that issue. There's been an issue. We've had to import people with certain visas to do truck driving for us. I don't know if you're aware or not, there's actually a lot of truck drivers that have no clue how to speak English. It's a major thing. I mean, I'm talking like cement truck drivers. I'm talking like asphalt truck drivers or like highway projects. I'm talking the actual semis you see like hauling cargo down the road. There are tons of them that have no clue that were brought here specifically to do that job because we are in a massive shortage, and it's been going on like that for years. Then we have the people... And the retail stores, the mom-and-pop shops, the grocery store workers that actually unload the trucks, that empty the boxes, that stock the shelves, that do all that. Complete shortage and all that stuff. That is what's caused these supply chain issues. Then you jack up the prices on everything because you don't become energy independent. And then you say, look, uh, oh, it's because you, the consumer, is wanting to buy so much stuff that we can't keep up. That's why inflation's going on, not because of all the issues that I just mentioned, but it's because you're buying too much. And oh, by the way, a lot of the stuff, it won't get on the store shelves. So go out and buy it right now, causing panic buying that will, by the way, raise inflation as well. We've never had this issue. And then they have the you know what, to turn around and say, we need to pass the infrastructure package because that way we can make sure we have enough funding for proper highways and bridges and roads to make sure that we can do what we need to do for supply chain issues so we don't run into this problem again. 
They lie left and right just to try and promote their agenda, and it becomes more evident every day. I've never seen this before. I've seen the manipulation of politics, but the blatant, flat-out lies is absolutely insane. Because they do, they say anything they can just to get their agenda across. And like we talked about the last couple of days and really the last while, we realize they're not going to stop. Even if their agenda is unpopular, even if they raise inflation so bad that Joe Biden is the most unpopular president in U.S. history, which he's on his trajectory to be, his vice president's the same way. They don't care if they can ram it through. They'll lose the majority. They'll keep their agenda in place. It'll be the new foundation for when they come back in power and they build upon it from there. They've gained that 2% of progressivism, of socialism, of massive control, and then they move forward each and every time. The increments, little by little by little by little. Now, they're getting a little annoyed because it's taking so long, and they want to be the great saviors to implement all of it, but they can't. Because if they throw us into the hot water too quickly, then we start to push back like we have with a lot of the COVID-19 mandates. So what are they doing now? They're trying to maintain the, the the stuff that they have in place right now. They can't say mandated vaccines for everybody as much as they want to because we've told them no. What they are doing, though, is saying, well, we're just going to extend mask mandates now that we have this Omicron variant. Now we're going to extend more money for Green New Deal initiatives for the infrastructure because climate is now the infrastructure. Rural broadband is now infrastructure. They're going to get away with it until we tell them no, which we're starting to. It's just not loud enough yet. Mike Collins joining us here when we come back after the break. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Halfway through the show already. It goes by way too fast. Way too fast. I don't care who you are. This is the fastest hour of radio on, well, radio. Multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to cram that 10,000 of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. <laughs> uh there's a headline on the Wall Street Journal. COVID-19 made Americans into super savers. Now they're hoarding their cash. It might be partly because of COVID-19. Not sure if your job's going to be still still be there because of layoffs or because of lockdowns or because, you know, the business is non-essential in some way, shape, or form. So I'm sure there's part of that. At the same time, why do you think we're still hoarding cash, Joe Biden? I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. We have massive inflation rates. Do you think that we're going to see as much consumer spending for Christmas than we usually do? Because 
I'm worried it's going to be more expensive. I just told you I just doubled my gas prices trying to going from a car to a truck because, you know, I'm driving the same distance right now. But with my car in the shop, driving a truck, and in two weeks I've doubled my gas intake at that time because it's more expensive and it goes through it quicker. So guess what? Now things like this with a massive inflation rate all over the nation and really putting 43% of workers into right on that teetering point, do I need some assistance or not? That's maybe why we're hoarding cash, Joe Biden. Just thinking outside the box here for a second. But let's get into our What's Trending. What do you say? What's trending today? I am super excited to talk with this our uh, this next guest here as we try to get set and get you set for the midterm elections all over the country as he is a congressional candidate for the state of Georgia, the 10th district of the state of Georgia. He's also a trucking executive as we have the truck driver issue. We have a supply and demand or supply shortage issue or a supply uh, a, a supply issue is what we really have over the country. You can find him on his uh, social media at Mike Collins GA. You can find him online at MikeCollinsGA.com. The man himself, Mike, with us here. Mike, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine, Andy. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the program. I appreciate you joining us here. I know you're busy, and you guys are getting ready for all the fun festivities down there. I got to ask first off, I mean, jumping into this race, coming from the trucking industry into politics, a bit of a transition. What put you over the line to do this? Well, it was an opportunity. You know, I think uh, Donald Trump paved the way and showed a prime example of the fact that we need business people, outsiders that uh, have never tried to make a career out of politics to go up there and run that place like a business. Because uh, as you can tell with this debt ceiling crap coming up now, yeah. folks up there, they don't know how to do that. They just spend our money. Yeah, they seem to like not even pay attention to debt ceilings or budgets or anything. I mean, this is how many years now that we haven't actually passed a budget. We're just doing a reconciliation bill year over year. And uh, now we see the infrastructure package. We have this new Build Back Better plan. They don't care about budgets. They don't care about it. They just want to actually do whatever the heck they want to. And I think that's causing a bit of the inflation that we're seeing right now, isn't it? Well, I think that's that's partly partial due to it, yes. Uh, you know, they, they tend to print money. Like it's going out of style up there, and when you print money, it becomes worthless, and uh, that has a lot to do with our inflation. Yeah. And of course, uh, when they when they shut down, decided to not continue with the pipeline, uh, that increased your fuel, and uh, of course, fuel plays a big portion of the economy, and uh, of course, inflation was going to kick in anyway at that point, and it's not done yet. Sure. Uh, we're we're not through with the inflation problem that we have in this economy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We're going to continue to see. And I've heard that we could see another four, five, six percent over the next few months in a month over month level. So that would be, I mean, Jimmy Carter era levels, which is absolutely absurd. What can we do to fix some of this? Obviously, we have what they say is this supply chain issue where, you know, they're making the scenario by not allowing different ships to be able to dock and be unloaded. It's causing an issue with the trucking, with the industry that you're in, not being able to actually take stuff from the ports and get them to the retailers. It's causing an issue with some of the entry-level positions and grocery store stockers and small mom-and-pop retailers. I mean, this is causing an issue all around, and they're blaming it on you and I just buying too much stuff at the store every day. <laughs> yeah right. Well, the issue, the issue, we have had a truck driver issue for a, quite a long time, number of years. But uh, when they shut down the truck driving school, and you know, anytime you 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 lose prime on whatever you're doing, like a pump, you're going to have a uh, there's going to be a poor uh, time frame in there where you don't have any drivers coming in. Yeah, 
and uh, we have we have no new drivers that for over a year. And uh, the proposal that good old Pete Buttigieg uh, has uh, come up with with the seven week driver is not going to fix this program. You know, 98% of us out here in the trucking industry world are 20 trucks or less. Now, I'm 100 trucks, a little over 100 trucks, and I still have to have two years' experience. So we can't hire any of those people that he's talking about putting out there. Wow. Nor, neither can 98% of the trucking companies out there. So that's not the fix to this problem. Now, you could fix the problem in about five minutes, and they could make it temporary if they wanted to. But if they would just increase the drive time that we have now by essentially 20 minutes, a yeah. day, you would eliminate the driver shortage that you have. Or if they would just go ahead and increase the weight limits on what we can haul from 80,000, just go to 84,000. Sure. For every 12th load you pick up, you know, it's considered a free, a free load then. That's so it. there's, there's easy ways to fix this. Yeah. That's, that's interesting how they've put so many regulations. My, my grandpa was a truck driver. One of my uncles was a truck driver and I've seen them and they're retired now, but they've told me they're just like the industry's changed so much. What has changed in the industry to not want to entice new people to come into it to become truck drivers in the nation? Oh, boy. Regulations. <laughs> the federal government has, but you take between the federal government uh, continuously making changes to their hours of service, to, uh, to, to the way they can drive, to the emissions problems that we have with these new trucks. Uh, the new trucks are so unreliable. I think I've got three broke down right now, one in Montana, one in Arizona, and one in Missouri. That wow. I actually just had to fly my drivers home just so that they could get home for the holidays. But you take that, you take the lack of tort reform. How many times do you go home at night and you see some trial while you're on TV, you know, saying that uh, if you even saw an accident, you even think you saw an accident with a big truck, call right. us. You know, that's the type of mess that we've got to fix and we've got to address. Those are long-term issues infrastructure problems out there we need to fix these roads and bridges and get rid of some of this congestion but that infrastructure bill that they've passed right now it's not worth it's not worth the hill of beans yeah well, I'm, glad, giveaway program. I'm glad you mentioned that because i wanted to ask you about that we're talking with mike collins uh, the candidate for the 10th congressional district in the great state of georgia there was an audio clip from uh, mitch landrew he's the infrastructure implemental coordinator and this is what he said about why we need this infrastructure bill so you got to get stuff from the planes the trains um and and to to the houses where people uh, want their stuff to be delivered, and that's why the president's focused a lot on the investments in in, in ports and airports, um, and actually plussed up the amount of money that's being sent to the ports on the west coast and across um, the country. I mean, apparently, Mike, we we've always had supply chain issues because of the infrastructure and because we didn't have enough money in there to make all these highways and bridges and airports and everything else actually work. So now that's why we needed this individual infrastructure package. Do you agree with that statement? No, he's not. They're not addressing the problem. They're 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 trying to put a small bandaid on there and use the rest of the infrastructure bill to just jumpstart and feed their old Green New Deal program. <laughs> and that's not going to do anything. Not going to do anything to to relieve congestion out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. We're talking with Mike Collins, candidate for the 10th district in the state of Georgia. I got just a couple minutes left with you here. I know you're getting ready for a parade. Like we can hear all the fun stuff in the background. And what has been the response <laughs> with you jumping in the race? Has it been pretty positive? 
Oh my goodness, it has been. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like sometimes I tell people it's kind of like grabbing a tiger by the tail. <laughs> uh, we've been so fortunate with people just asking us to speak at, at, at various locations all week long. Yeah, and uh, it's been amazing the amount of people that have gotten in behind us. I think people understand. Hey, I grew up in this district that I'm running in, and, and we've got people that are running for this seat that have never even lived in this district, worked in this district, don't even know anything about it. But in the state of Georgia, you can do that. And of course, they're trying to funnel in money from California and Illinois and New York. And I know you think I'm talking about Stacey Abrams, but this is actually a Republican. Yeah. So we're fighting some things like that with uh, with people that see an open seat and the opportunity to maybe purchase a seat. And that's that's all they're trying to do, but it's not going to work. You know, I've been in it. I'm 54 years old, and I've lived and worked here my entire life. And uh, I know the people because I am just like the people of the 10th District. And and, I'm, and that's one of the biggest reasons, I think, that we are ahead in the polls. And uh, we're doing such a good job with raising funds. Yeah. And so we look forward to we're going to win this race. We look forward to going to Congress. Look forward to taking our business sense up there and our conservative common sense to Congress. Yeah. Making a difference. It's amazing. We have a lot of listeners in the state of uh, in the state of Georgia with the podcast side of of stuff here. I did see that notice that Stacey Abrams is planning to run again for the governorship in the state. Talk about just in general the politics in the state. I've never been to Georgia. I've always wanted to go to Georgia. It's a beautiful area. It did go to Biden in this last election. I know that there was some question about that with the with the voter fraud issues and so on and so forth. But with Stacey Abrams jumping back in the race, I mean, she's a radical left extremist. What's the, what's the state look like right now? Yeah, this state's red. This Trump, this state is red-blooded Trump country. Hmm. Uh, if they if they will make sure that we have the legal votes counted in this state, she won't stand the chance. Wow. Uh, that, that's been the problem. And I worked these polls. And I was I was at the polls uh, working as a poll watcher, both for the November election and the runoff. So you can see where you can do things in this state. Sure. And that that's the biggest reason we've been trying to get an audit, just to see exactly what happened. You may not be able to change anything, but we need to see what happened in this last election. It's the work in progress. Mike Collins, candidate for the 10th District in the state of Georgia. MikeCollinsGA.com is the website. Mike, good luck on the campaign trail. Have fun at the parade tonight. We'll talk to you again here soon. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Look forward to being back on. Hey, look, Thank you. Yeah, look forward to chatting with you again there. That's awesome. Good stuff there. And uh, as he gets set to walk the parade, that's always fun in politics as well. We'll take a break. Get ready to wrap up the program today for a pre-Friday celebration here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks again to Mike Collins coming on the program. I love it. See, that's when you know you got a solid candidate, when they multitask to the nth degree because they're doing so many things. When you got someone like Mike Collins on the show, he's walking in a parade while he's doing a radio interview, talking to people. I was talking to him off the air a little bit. He had talked about handed out like near like 600 different yard signs over the last couple days. That's amazing. So good on him. It sounds like he's got a good chance in some uh, relatively popular there in the district. I'm not sure how big that district is for the 10th district of Georgia, but good on him. This is what we need. The average you and I, Joe Schmo, out there saying, you know what, I've had enough and we're going to stand up and we're going to do something about this. I'm tired of debt ceiling debates. I'm tired of inflation. I'm tired of massive spending. I'm tired of government out of control. I'm tired of government regulation. I'm just going to figure it out and do it myself. If you haven't read it, oh, that's right, you haven't read it because I haven't posted it yet. I forgot. I got it all done. If you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, sign up for the newsletter for this month because I talk about that in our monthly blog. It's really great. Go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. You'll find our – it'll pop up, say, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? you say, yes, type in your email. It's free, and we'll send you that newsletter on Friday. It's going to come out tomorrow morning. So uh, today's the last day for you to sign up. If you have not done so, sign up for that newsletter, and we'll get that out to you. And then the blog will be on the website as well that you can read. But we talk about that. I, I realize that unless you want something done, you got to do it yourself, or you ask somebody who's too busy to do it because they make it a priority because you know that it'll get done. But I learned very early on that if you wanted something done and mostly probably done right, you got to figure out a way to do it yourself. Become independent, which is why so many try to go off and start their own businesses. Oh, now I learned the industry. I know I'm going to take what I know and my knowledge and my unique craft and go and do it on my own with my own thing. So many people are doing that. COVID definitely helped with that because so many that are like, I can start my office from home. I can work from home. Why don't I just start my own freelance company? Nothing wrong with that. Great. Entrepreneurship. We have adapted to the times. Is it the new norm, quote unquote? I don't know. Is it going to come back? Obviously, yeah, we're doing shows again. There's doing conventions again. There's bands touring again. There's a lot of shows touring again. So, of course, it's getting back to normal-ish. Not quite there, but it'll get there. But it's also changed things. And I think changed things for the good. And then there are things where it's changed things for the bad. There is a new headline from uh, CNBC. Well, because of the uh, the Omicron uh, vi. I always want to say Omicron, but I think it's Omicron. The Omicron variant of COVID-19. 
and I said this going into the bottom of the hour, that they're not really able to implement new mandates and control because they can't. We finally pushed back. We've said enough is enough, and they can't. They've tried to put in the vaccine mandates, and they fell through with the courts. They tried to do it for federal contractors. It fell through with the courts. We're fighting it with federal employees right now. We're fighting it with businesses, and I'm telling you, private businesses. If you're choosing to implement this vaccine mandate for your employees and or for consumers, then you're going to get shut down, and I hope you suffer the consequences. I'm just throwing that out there. Do you have the right to do so? I, I Maybe. I still think personally that's debatable based on telling your employee who's never had to vaccinate in their entire life all of a sudden. Now, in order for you to work here, you got to do this medical procedure that we tell you to do. I don't think that that's a stipulation for employment unless it has been and they were aware of that going into the employment like the military and like nurses and doctors. There was a lawsuit coming out of Massachusetts where the Supreme Court did uphold the vaccine mandate for nurses and doctors the where they tried to sue up there because, unfortunately, a lot of doctors and nurses knew they had to keep up with certain shots going in, too. So this is really nothing, nothing different for them. Same with the military. They're kind of the guinea pigs to get injected with everything under the sun that the military wants them to be injected with. Is this anything new? No, it's really not. But for a janitor, for a cook at a restaurant, for a radio host, for anybody else, where they say, you know, you've never had to worry about certain medical procedures before, but now in order for you to continue to do the same thing that you've always done for the last 30 years and you have your tenure with, you need to get this injection now. I think that that's a lawsuit waiting to happen, and there are lawsuits waiting to happen. But we've shut down a lot of them. So they've tried to implement more, but they've crossed that line and we've drawn the line in the sand. We've held them back and we've said, no, we're not going to do this. And they're starting to topple and fall through. So what they're doing is they're trying to hang on to that last little bit of control that they want and that they desperately need by trying to extend what they've already done, including the mask mandates on airplanes, saying that they've extended that now through the end of March for you to have to wear a mask going on an airplane because of the very scary, less deadly, but more contagious Omicron variant of COVID-19. The big question is, at what point do we get back to normal and not have to wear masks going into public transportation, public airplanes, that sort of thing? I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I see it going on for a long, long time. And even when COVID's a normal thing, then it's going to be very scary because there's a new variant or because of the flu. How dare you spread the flu on an airplane? Wear a damn mask. That's where we're at. Podcast up in just a little bit. Back at it tomorrow to wrap up your week. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.